Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. I want to turn with me over to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, or 2 Corinthians 5, however you want to say it. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, verse 21. Actually, verse 18. We'll start in verse 18. As you're turning there, we're just going to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning. God, we, thank, we give thanks for the, the church in Zimbabwe, which is bearing fruit. God, that even in the midst of trial, Lord Jesus, you can still birth, Lord, people into your kingdom. We still see people getting saved. God, they, they haven't taken their foot off the accelerator, God, but they continue to press on into your kingdom. So God, thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to participate with them, with the church there. God, we, we pray for their continued blessing. God, for your continued provision for them, God, we pray for those young churches. God, those four, those four churches, Lord, we pray for your, your continued mercy upon them. You would provide for them and strengthen them. God, help them to not grow weary in doing good. And, and Lord, we just pray for your grace. Lord, we pray for uh, the proclamation of your word this morning. Jesus, that you would help us to have ears to hear and, and hearts to receive your word. God, thank you so much for all that you've given to us, God. We thank you, Lord, for the lives we've seen transformed. Thank you for Braden, for new life. God, we remember uh, the ladies here who are, who are due with, with pregnancy, God, in the next couple of weeks. Lord, we pray for this, their protection, those babies come to full term and full of life. We say at least in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. You know... When we think about our own lives and the way in which we respond to our own failings, so often what, what we want to do is when we see in our own lives sin or we screw something up, we want to hide. And it's so evident, even in the lives of children, if, you, if you've got kids, you, you know what this is like, right? Your child does something they shouldn't do, and what do they do? They go and hide, right? They hide under a bed, lock themselves in the bathroom, close the door of the room. Whatever they want to do, it's, it's just evident that something's going on. And when you know they're hiding under the bed or they're locked themselves in the bathroom, you know something's going on, right? We, we see this in our lives all the time. We see this in our own lives. When we mess up, we, we do something we shouldn't do. We want to withdraw. We want to hide. We want to, we want to take ourselves and remove ourselves and, and just kind of dig a hole and, and jump into it. And this is the way it's been since the beginning of time. Remember in the Garden of Eden, right? Adam and Eve, and they sin. What do they do? What do they do? They hide. It's, it's, it's a natural response to when we screw up and we sin in our lives. Now let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Because in this, we begin to see a picture of a God who is pursuing us. And so in, in verse 18, we read this. All this is from God. And what he's talking about in this passage is this message of Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection, his salvation of people, bringing people to himself. He says, all this, all this gospel, all this good news is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Gave us the ministry of reconciliation. 
in this, we see a God who's pursuing. And when I think about pursuit, I, what comes to mind is, is Ryan and Jocelyn Heath. And a few years back, they pursued their sons. Adopted the three boys out of Nicaragua. What that meant was traveling to Nicaragua over and over and over again. It meant trips to the, to the village. It meant trips to the capital. It meant meeting with lawyers, meeting with the president's wife, meeting with local officials, meeting with national officials. It meant Jazz moving down to Nicaragua for three months and living down there. It meant giving up the comforts of, of home here. It meant the unbelievable amount of money that it costs to travel internationally repeatedly over and over and over again. It meant them hearing the news that this adoption was never going to happen. And I don't know how many times you guys were told that this adoption wasn't going to happen. I mean, how many times you guys told that? Probably unbelievable amount of times that this isn't going to work, it's not going to happen, it's, it's too much, it's whatever, whatever that may be, but yet never giving up, never losing hope, never forgetting about their sons, continuing to pursue this, even in the face of everyone telling them this isn't going to work. In a similar way, God pursues us. God pursues us. We're here today because someone was praying, someone was inviting you. It wasn't just a chance web search for a church. It wasn't just a, a chance drive-by to Dunkin' Donuts. None of those things are by chance. They've all been orchestrated by God to bring you to himself. God is on a rescue mission to get hold of each one of us. Jesus himself left his home in heaven to be with us, to come into our mess, to meet us where we were, to draw us back to himself again. That is what Jesus Christ has done. And now he's invited us into his family. That's the good news of the gospel. That no matter where we are, what we've done, Jesus Christ continues repeatedly to bring us back into his family, to love us. Now that's good news for us. It's good news for us when we come to know Jesus Christ for the very first time. But it's still good news for us every single week. Because what happens is when I show up on a Sunday morning, or a life share group, or go to read my Bible, I feel a weight of guilt. Because I know that my life is not perfect. And Corey, if you want to come up, and give me a hand here. Because throughout the week, even though I've come to know Christ, though he's brought me into his family, throughout the week, I get messy. Right? There's a pop-up on the screen, and I click on it. And I see some things I shouldn't see. And there's also this desire to to earn more money, which is a good desire to earn and to provide for your family, but it controls me sometimes. I'm greedy. Or I lose it with my wife or my kids, and I get angry. I yell, I scream, I withdraw myself, I punish them with my words. Well, there's even this apathy in my heart. Look, I know God is great, but I don't care. I got too many other things going on in my life. I'm busy. I got stuff calling my attention in a million other places. I've got apathy in my heart. Or maybe there's bitterness. Man, I, 
I lose it with, 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 my, with my family members or a friend or a coworker, and I just cannot forgive. I hold on to that. There's bitterness. There's just unforgiveness. I refuse to forgive. My spouse or coworkers or friends or kids or whatever is unforgiveness. And so when I experience that, although I've been saved, I've been redeemed, man, I got all this junk. I got all this junk on me. And so, thank you, Corey. And so I come into church on a Sunday morning, and this stuff weighs me down. Because what, what happens when I show up to church on a Sunday morning is these songs that we're singing and these words that we're hearing, it lifts our eyes upwards and outwards. We begin, to get, we begin to see a God who is great and marvelous and majestic and holy. And he's, he's other than myself. He's not like me. But yet I've got all this stuff on me, and it makes it almost impossible for me to worship or to give thanks or to praise or to call upon him or to pray or to even pay attention because I feel the weight of all this stuff on me all the time. It's hard for me to look to heaven when I know this week has been a complete disaster. What do I do? What do I do with this guilt and this shame? Well, I've got a couple of options. Maybe I'll just disconnect, play on my phone the whole time. Maybe I'll just shut down. Man, I don't got to pay attention. I got to listen. At least I'm here. I'm here because my spouse wanted me here. Or I should go because of the kids or whatever. But I really, there's a million other places I'd want to be. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this because I want to withdraw and shut down and, tr- and pull away from the Lord because I know what my week has been like and I know that he knows what my week has been like. It makes it impossible for me to worship God or to give thanks or to enjoy his presence because I know God's penetrating stares looking right at me. So what do I do? What do I do with all this stuff as I bring it into my life my week has been a mess. I've got this stuff on my heart. It's been hard for me to connect with God. I feel disconnected. I feel separate. What do I do? It takes us over to first, or 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says this about Jesus Christ. This is the good news. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It says this about Jesus Christ, that, that because of Jesus Christ, that something happened on the cross, we put our trust and our faith upon him, that he takes away our sin, takes away our disgrace, takes away our shame, and instead gives us his perfect righteousness. So when God looks down upon us, he doesn't see this filth and this mess, he sees his son and declares us as righteous. That's what God does. In Jesus Christ, each one of us, this is the good news of God, that we've been forgiven. We've been set free. We've been washed clean. This is why this is good news for us. Because although I know myself and know the mess I've been in, I've got a bigger Savior and a bigger God who I can go to with all my mess and say, God, forgive me. This is what I've done. This is my life. You know the mess that I've made of things. And God says, because of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. You are declared righteous. And now we can show up on a Sunday morning or life share group or Bible study or whatever. 
can show up and say, God, I belong to you. I've been forgiven. No longer do I have to carry around the shame that I have, the guilt that I have, because that has been put upon Jesus Christ on the cross. And now I can walk redeemed. That is what God has done for each one of us who put our trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. It's not just good news when we, the day we get saved. It is good news for us every single day. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. We have been declared righteous because of what Jesus Christ has done and our trust in him. We've got a big God. We've got a big Savior. So when I'm tempted to despair, when I'm tempted to, to just throw in, the, throw in the towel, to give up, to give in, to turn away, to dive back into sin again because surely there's no hope for me, the good news is, is that we can walk forgiven and redeemed because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. We've got a Redeemer who loves us, has saved us, called us his own. I love the story in Luke 18. You don't have to turn there. Story of the tax collector and the Pharisee. In this story, there's, there's a guy who, who grew up in church. I mean, this guy was in Sunday school, and man, he knew all the answers. He was the only kid in the class in Sunday school who actually read his lesson the week prior, right? His parents went through the lesson with him during the week. He was the only kid in class who did that. He grew up in church, went to all the Bible studies, he was even a Bible study leader, decided to go to seminary. This guy had it going on. He knew the Bible inside and out. And he shows up to church one day, and he gets there, and he's like, man, I am so glad that I've not, I've not given myself to pornography this week, and I've, I've put money in the offering plate, and I, I help people who are, who are less fortunate than me, and, and man, I've got it going on. And there's another guy who shows up. Man, this guy has made a mess of his life. He's done everything wrong. Yelled at his wife this week, screamed at his kids, gossiped about a coworker, slandered other people, stole from the company. On and on and on it goes. And he shows up to church and he, he, he feels this weight. This weight is he's, he's, he's in the presence of the Lord and he realizes that, man, I'm a mess. And he stands at the back of the church building He can barely utter the words. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He can barely even lift his head to even say those words. And Jesus says in this story that that guy went home justified. That guy went home declared righteous. Not the guy who came in saying, I've got it all together. Lord, I'm, I'm pretty good on my own, thank you. He said he went home justified. That's because we have, a, we have a, a Savior that has taken our sin, all of it, past, present, and future, upon himself. And he gives us his perfect righteousness in return. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. And this is what he does for each one of us, that he seeks us out. He pursues us. He loves us. Doesn't this way for us to come to him? He pursues us. That is what God is doing. And this morning, this is just a simple call 
for us to continue to trust Jesus Christ. This is a simple call for us to trust Jesus Christ with whatever mess we've made of our lives, whatever we've done in our lives, whatever things that were, the, the guilt or the shame or whatever is going on in us, we have an opportunity to go to Jesus Christ and receive his perfect righteousness and be declared righteous and forgiven and restored in him. It's a call this morning for us to trust Jesus Christ with all of our lives. Not just for our salvation, but for every day. No matter where we are, what we've done, we can trust Jesus Christ. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. So Lord, this morning, we come before you. And Jesus, we thank you for your perfect righteousness. And God, we put our trust in you. God, we put our trust in you for our forgiveness. God, we put our trust in you for relationship, for our redemption. Jesus, it's not just good news the day we got saved, Lord Jesus. This is good news for us every day. God, this morning I pray that whatever, whatever mess we've made of things, God, that we, we would lay this at your feet. And God, trust in your forgiveness and mercy and grace that you offer to us this day. Jesus, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. In your name we pray. Amen.